When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was always confused by the candy canes on the tree. Like, are you supposed to eat those, or are you supposed to just leave them there for decorations? I always kind of liked it when I saw it because maybe they'd let you pick one off. You a candy cane guy? No, but when, when I was six, I was. As an adult, I don't like it. When I was six, it's just free sugar. <laughs> yeah, care. I'll eat that. Didn't care for them, but um, great decorations. Yeah, they're Fantastic pretty- decorations. And so we've been talking. The the other part of that was I watched Christmas movies last night, right? We watched uh, Christmas Vacation. We watched Bad Santa uh, in the Rogers house last night. And I asked for some Christmas movie recommendations. Big E has Ernest Saves Christmas. Have you seen that one, Al? Yeah, that's an old school one, right? That's the guy, the Hey Vern guy, right? That's that's all I know about that. I don't think I've ever actually had the pleasure of Ernest Save Christmas. Uh, this one's directed to you, but sent to me, Al. Okay. This is uh, from Kim Colvin. Kim writes, uh, Miracle on 34th Street would be a good master class Christmas film for Slee to watch to step up his Santa Slee game. So she I'll wants you to it. basically take some... Uh, that's the Jimmy Stewart one, right? Miracle on 34th Street, I think? I think so. No, that's it's a Wonderful Life. Oh, you're right. You're yeah, right. So, so who? Miracle on 34th Street was the one about like Macy's and stuff. Where there's oh, a there you go. Macy's. Yeah, that's essentially. Yeah, then I have not it's seen it. It's a propaganda ad for Macy's. <laughs> well, as long as there's a jolly Santa, he could probably learn something there. Um, let's see here. Uh, they had a bull. That's the Christmas one Vacation one is. Christmas Vacation. You, you is mentioned good. that one earlier is great. Elf is a good one. Um, Kim, Kim has another one. She wants The Grinch with Jim Carrey. That one was okay. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Shane Rosa is not a Christmas movie, so we can't do that. Uh, Christmas Story or Elf from Capitano Matt. I think Elf is the because El, Elf is one of those that we talk about. It's funny for adults. It's safe for kids. Works on a lot of different levels, and it's a Will Ferrell movie. Who doesn't like mm-hmm. all of that? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think here. What other good ones are there? Blair Witch Project is a great Christmas movie. <laughs> Dude, you don't strike me as the Christmas movie type, Al. Like, Silence hey. of the Lamb. Uh, Silence of the Lambs is a, is a really good one. Get Again, a, another one you just want to get the family around. This, these are all really good get to a, kind of get you in that holiday spirit. Get a little glass of eggnog and sit around and watch Buffalo Bill stuff the woman in the well. Yeah, it makes a, it's a great way to spend the holidays. It's 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 perfect. Let's try a folks. Oh, we are also talking about getting fired and, you know, yeah. you haven't had the pleasure yet of getting sacked. Oh, that's, I've had, I, I, I've had that's it multiple not, times. You should not set it up like that. No, no, it's, it happens that's to everybody. A, it happens to everybody. It's, well, it's, it's, I know it happens to everybody, and it's obviously going to happen. It's just the it way is. you just set it up. You kind of keep bringing it up. Hey, Al hasn't been fired yet. Hey, yeah. Al hasn't been fired yet. I have yet. It's, a couple times. It's, it's never a lot of fun. That's just the way. Especially, by the way, you pick the wrong business if you don't want to get fired. That's all I, got, that's all I can tell you about this. It's the way that it goes. Let's try one right here in Inglewood. GQ in Inglewood. What's up, GQ? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Hey, good, man. Thanks for calling in. Hey. Yeah, I won't say the company, but what I, I work for a company, and they did, uh, we used to liquidate portfolios for a, loan, for a loan company. And what they did at the end of each month, they would just mass fire anybody that didn't hit goal and liquidate their portfolio. But what they would do 
is all the managers will collect all their files and go into an office and come back out with all these white boxes Jeez. and just tag team you. So, like, they'll walk down the aisle and point to somebody like, hey, come here, let me talk to you. As you go in the office, the other manager come behind and box you up and, and walk you out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. So, and so people will try to, like, be on the phone, like, hey, I'm on the phone. Oh, that's all right. Transfer it. <laughs> Transfer it to someone who's going to be here. <laughs> that is rough. That is uh, – Did were you ever on the, the wrong end of one of those tag teams? No, I wasn't. What actually ended up happening, it was so it was getting so bad that anybody who hit goal, they just would give you that day off. <laughs> so you knew. <laughs> so it's just like they're like, all right, you you come in, you clock in, they say we're going to pay you for the day, go have breakfast, go home and rest. We'll see you tomorrow. And then anybody else who knew they didn't hit goal, he was like, yeah, I just won't see them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tough business you chose, GQ. Thank you for the call. That's both funny, Al, and and really upsetting. But like, I, I don't just call you, and the other guy slides in behind you and starts boxing up your crap. That's rough. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, is that the environment you want? You want everybody on pins and needles? Like, how is that a good work it's environment? It's very efficient. You know, you're not <laughs> yeah, wasting any time. Well, there's two styles of management, right? There's the carrot or the stick. There's the, what is it, uh, Glen Gary Gun first place is yep. Cadillac, second place is Steak, steak Knives, knives. third place mm-hmm. is you're fired. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to get people to go do yeah. their thing. That's the way that it works. ESPN Radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's try one more. Let's go to Downey this time and Jason. Jason, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Jay? What's up, guys? So two things. So I'm like you guys. I do not like uh, candy canes, but I will say this. They are perfect traffic candies just to chew on and munch on you have a little hook before when you finally get to your destination you realize can't believe i just finished that but it actually did the job and another thing about christmas movies uh one that it's on hulu and i remember watching it as a kid and i rewatched it with my wife and it was amazing it was so funny is jingle all the way with uh arnold and, and oh yeah Sinbad. i i remember when the tickle me almost came out one one of my sisters went really early and bought it, so had it had it in October. My other sister, of course, was basically that movie trying to go two three days before uh, Christmas to get that for my other niece. So that's a good one. Have a great day, guys. All Appreciate right, you thanks, calling Jason. in, man. Thanks for calling in. Did you ever get stuck in that thing, Al, where you needed to get a gift? It, it the, was the hot gift, and you couldn't find it anywhere. Um, no, that sounds like more of a like kid a thing. parent thing where you're yeah. trying to get your kid that hot toy. We, you never know which one it's going to be either. Yep. So it could be like there's Cabbage Patch doll, Tickle Me Elmo. There's been a handful of these things that hey, I can pick that up later on down the line, and they are gone. There's an episode of The Office where Dwight suits stockpiles the princess dolls and starts selling them at a ransom. There, that's, that's exactly how that's that awesome. goes. It's pretty good. All right, uh, back to the Lakers very quickly. Um, Jeannie Buss was speaking with Mark Medina, NBA.com, and, yep. you know, like you and I have been talking about for the better part of a week, the conversation about Frank Vogel's job comes up, and he, he asked her about that, and her response was, until we're 100% healthy, I don't think you can really make any judgment. We're as connected as any organization can be. I really don't know what you're looking for me to say. I would say until we're 100% healthy, I won't make any judgments about anything. That was Jeannie Buss to uh, Mark Medina. You know, I... You said something when LeBron talked a couple days ago, and you said that you were looking for something else, that yep. you were looking for the guys. Mike what are you, Tomlin. 
what, what are you guys crazy? You, you're yeah. crazy to talk about that. You get you're gonna have a conversation about Vogel. Vogel just won a championship 14 months ago. Do you think that's why we're off to a 13 and 12 start or 12 and 12 start? It, I, I never really thought about it that way until you mentioned it. That no, no, give me that. Give me that one line that says this is a stupid conversation and there's no need to have this conversation right now. You didn't get that from LeBron. Um, the quote from Jeannie Bus to Mark Medina. We're as connected as any organization can be. I really don't know what you're looking for me to say. I would say until we're 100% healthy, I won't make any judgments about anything. I'm going to just try to read between the lines here. They're 13 and 12. If Kendrick Nunn and Trevor Ariza come back, you know, we know Nunn's not going to come back till after the new year. Trevor Ariza could be back hopefully sooner than later. We, we've heard that. And I've seen him warming up during some of these pregames uh, with Michael just kind of sitting around. He's starting to do activities, not like he's doing anything, you know, crazy five-on-fives or anything like that. I, I don't know if what Jeannie is trying to say right there is, um, yes, they do need to get healthy, but she's also not going out of her way to say this is an irrelevant conversation. This is Frank Vogel is our head coach, and he's going to be the head coach. And as this season progresses, this should not be a conversation because we know Coach is a championship coach. We know what he brings to the table. And um, this record does not reflect who this Lakers team is. You guys will find out as the season progresses. It wasn't also anything like that. So I think it does leave just enough there to where, Trav, maybe, you know, if, if, if if this Lakers team is 21 and 20 halfway through the season. The, the conversation is only going to get louder. Whether it's fair or it's not, I think it will only get louder because I, you're right that you've had two different individuals get a chance to say, Let, let's squash this right now and let's not talk about this again. And I don't think either of them squashed it. Imagine having the fate of your occupation rest on Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn. Wow. <laughs> I mean, if that's if that's if I'm reading this right, until we're 100 percent healthy, you just said you know Kendrick Nunn and Trevor Ariza, then we'll be able to evaluate it. Well, I mean, if we're evaluating it now, not good enough, clearly. And if you're saying we're going to wait till we get 100 percent healthy, those are the only two guys that aren't healthy. That is not a ringing endorsement. Well, that, maybe that, tra- back back to her point about what do you want me to say? Well, what you could say is he's not the problem. The problem is we're not playing well enough. The problem is guys are not competing hard every night. The problem is X, Y, or Z. It's not the coach. It's very easy to end this stuff, and she chose not to. Well, maybe what she's referring to there is that, um, and just you know, looking at the quote again, I'd say until we're 100% healthy, maybe that also has to do with, well, LeBron's missed 50% of the games. Guys have been in and out of the lineup. Maybe she's not just talking about Trevor, because that is the reality too, right? it's, It's not just the Trevor Ariza and the Kendrick Nunn, or, hey, Austin Reeves just came back, or, hey, Avery Bradley is feeling healthy again. It can't be that. Maybe just holistically she's thinking in her in her head that, can I get all these guys, Russ, AD, and Braun, could play 25 games together before we start determining whether we got to make major changes like this? No one has said Frank Vogel's not getting fired. That's what no one has said. And that, if I'm Frank Vogel, that's what I'd be listening for. <laughs> That's the part of the conversation that I would want to hear. Not well, you know, it's a, it's a lot of things, or we're not a hundred percent healthy. He's uh, he has not heard the magic words. It ain't happening yet. We we said this yesterday, and I think it's important to reiterate it. The expectations for the Lakers. Brooklyn was the favorite in Vegas with Kyrie. Lakers were number two. You're sitting hovering around five hundred right now. Um, I, I don't think. 
put it this way. Everything's on the table for the Lakers as it has been every single year since LeBron got here. Why would it change now? All right. If you are on hold, stay there, especially if you have a story about getting fired. Al, I did not know this is the place for people to come and relive the terrible times they lost their jobs, but I'm glad we're here for the people. That's coming up. Plus, we'll continue our conversation about what exactly does that mean and what doesn't it mean. Plus, we got Sean McVay coming up before the end of the hour, hopefully, or right after the top of the hour. We got a million things to get to. We got talk, by the way, we got to talk Cardinals and uh, some Rams here as Absolutely. well. Get, into, get a little bit of that matchup coming up. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so we have our winner. It's winning time right now. Winning time. Absolutely. It is winning time, and we have our winner, Alex Bizanex. Alex, I hope I got that right. In Torrance is our winner for today's third day of Astley. Alex, how are you feeling today? Congratulations. I'm feeling great. On this gloomy day in Southern California, I'm feeling great. Thank you, Travis. And you did get my last name correct, and I appreciate it. You got it. All right, so, Alex, you get to pick a prize from underneath the uh, 710 Christmas tree. You can pick the Travis Slee box. You can pick Mason and Ireland, or you can pick Sedano and Cap. Which one would you like to go with? I mean, I'm, I'm speaking to Santa Slee himself, so it's, it's obvious <laughs> I'm going to go with the Santa Slee box. And Travis, That's a good strategy right, right there. there. That's a go. great strategy right there. All right, there. let's see what you got. All right, Alex, so you get to go see the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, Oregon State, and Utah State at SoFi Stadium. Have you been to SoFi yet? I have been to SoFi, big Chargers fan. I've been into a couple of games, so well familiar with it. Fantastic. So enjoy the game. And thank, thank you for you tuning so in, buddy. For, uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for picking the uh, No, thank you, guys. I really appreciate box. you guys. Have a great show. Thank you so much. Right, you thanks, got it, Alex. Alex. Congratulations, and don't forget, we got more chances to win today. You got Mason in Ireland. You got Sonano with Cap. We're going to do it again tomorrow right on down the line. We've got tickets to the Lakers and the Nets. We've got WWE SmackDown. We've got L.A. Bowl tickets. We've got a couple of vacation stays as well, Al. There's a whole bunch of good stuff. I have a strategy here. Yeah. If I'm a listener right now, and you know the last two I picked are uh, the, the Travis and Sliwa. So uh, my strategy would be keep doing that because – the, the prizes are going to, don't Switch. you think? Yeah. Like, don't, don't you feel like this is, hey, one of these uh, pretty soon is going to be Lakers net, something along those lines? Whatever just, you get, it's a good prize, yeah. and you get to go see SoFi if you get the LA. But there's, a, there's a million good things out there. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Uh, Taylor in the Did You See segment was talking about the people on Zoom. Was it 90-some-odd people? Was it 900 or 90? 900. 900. 900, yeah, even, yeah, even let's better. Let's not cut this one short. <laughs> yeah, 900 people got sacked via Zoom, and we're taking some calls about the worst ways to get fired. Let's go to Anaheim and Larry. Larry, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Travis and Slee, good to hear from you guys. Okay, I'm going to jump into this real quick because this is still very hurtful. I am a stand-up comedian. I'm not really large, but I'm not really small either. 
um, I was traveling with this major comedian. We were doing all the improvs all around the country. And and also my, my ex-girlfriend was his assistant. So I'm on my way to the show. I had just got dressed, pumped up, got my clothes ready. I had about five cars caravanning down to the improv in uh, Ontario. And as I pull up, she gets on the phone and go, oh, we don't need you anymore. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? You know, I'm all dressed up, ready to go. And she's my ex-girlfriend, and I broke up with her. So, brother, <laughs> when I tell you she got me back, she got me back. Damn, Larry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough, Larry. That. Uh, so what do you do? Like, did you just start going? I would have kept Larry, I would have said, no, hey, I, I appreciate the, uh, the call and everything. I'll see you guys in about 10 minutes. We're pulling up in <laughs> okay. 10, so. And I'm talking about this is a major comedian. I don't even want to say his name because mm-hmm. he would you would know who he is automatically. But if you want me to, you want to hear about who it is, come see me. I'll be uh, at the at the uh, stand up comedy club, the brand new one in Bellflower on February 10th. And I'll Sounds good, Larry. Congratulations! Thanks for calling uh, in. Landed yep. on your feet. He's got another gig. This look. This is this is the circle of life. It happens yep. to everybody, and it, it, it this is the part. The Taylor's question was, you know, what's the best way? There is no best way. Yeah. <laughs> there is no best way. It's like that. It's ah, damn. And the worst, you know what the worst part about it is, is that you have to tell everybody what just happened. You got to tell your friends. You got to sure. tell your mom and dad or your wife or your kids or whatever. Everybody it is. wants it's details. The, and yeah. it's like, what, what did you do? Well, nothing. No, you must have done something. Well, not necessarily. No, no, you do. You had to have done something. What did you do? Yeah, you well, don't need all that. It's and it's like, it's, and it's the. Typically, it's the last thing that you want to talk about, and then of it's the only it thing everybody else wants to talk about because it's a big, major shakeup in your life. It's like, yeah, let me keep talking about why I no longer work for this company. The same job that my parking card stopped working in, it was uh, it was in the middle of summer, mm-hmm. and there was a, a party, like a, a pool party, right? One of our neighbors. So they canceled your parking card before you even got out? Yeah, hadn't, I hadn't got out of hadn't left. It, when I went to leave that day, it didn't work. So... Susan makes coordination me go. there. <laughs> Susan makes me go to this party down the street. It's this mm-hmm. pool party, and, and I know some of the people, and I don't know some of the people. And you know how parties go. You're standing around. You're chit-chatting. And what, mm-hmm. what is one of the first questions you ask somebody if you don't know them? Uh, what do you do? <laughs> Bingo. Yep. So <laughs> you, you want to see a party come to a screeching halt? Mm-hmm. Have somebody ask that question to somebody that just lost their job. <laughs> it's like so. Oh, hey, nice to meet you, Trav. What do you do for a living? Well, until yesterday, I used to do this, and I'm currently unemployed. Oh man, sorry. Uh, I would have just been. Really I'm a. I'm an investor. Um, I just uh, there's a ton of things that I do. I don't even know where to start here. How about you? What do you do? <laughs> yeah, see, you're you're the master of deflection and just turning it around. That's your sales background. Let's not, let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you. Let's find out what your needs are. Let's find about what your uh, interests lie. That's uh that's that's a Sliwa skill for sure. Yeah, I don't know if that's a Sliwa skill or it's just uh, yeah. Let's just change the subject. Let's just change the subject. <laughs> All right, Monday Night Football, Rams yep. and Cardinals, Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight and four, really good record, but mm-hmm. it has a certain feel to it at this point because of who they've beaten and who they've lost to. They're they're going to make the playoffs. The Cardinals are ten and two. They're the number one seed in the NFC. They have the best record in the NFL. And this game that's coming up on Monday, and we'll we'll talk to Sean McVay about this coming up in just a little bit, 
it does feel far more important to the Rams than it does to the Cardinals. Because if the Rams win, the conversation immediately goes back to, you know, the Rams are a really good team. They had a big, they had a weird month in November. They didn't play good football. Matthew Stafford went through a slump, but they just beat the best team in the NFL. Yep. They've looked sharp, et cetera, et cetera. And if the Cardinals lose that game out, you know what the, you know what the response is? Eh, they're 10-3. and three. Still on top of their division, still yep. have the best record in the NFL, far more on the table for the Rams than there are for the Cards. Arizona got one at SoFi. Rams come back and get one in Arizona. Absolutely. Here's my question to you. What what are you curious to ask with, with McVay? Like what what is favorite what color? Do you, what do you want to ask him? Uh, <laughs> Well, there's a million things I want to ask him. I want to talk about the quarterback. I want to talk about uh -huh. getting off the schneid. I want to talk about Vaughn Miller. I want to talk about OBJ. I got a lot of things. Why, did you not do your prep? Is that why you're asking me? No, no, no. Because um, we, we've gone, you know, we've had some conversations about McVay and, well, okay, is there not enough balance sometimes between running the ball and throwing the ball? Sony Michelle, what did he rush for, 120-plus yards or something along those lines? Yeah. On uh, on uh, Sunday, on twenty one carries, on twenty one carries. I, I'm curious how much of, I'm curious how much. Uh, it's not like he's going to sit here and tell us the game plan on Monday, but does that influence him? Right? Like, do, do you wait? We just had running was that big of our um, success. I know it was Jacksonville, but we've seen other teams just kind of run the ball down the throat of the Rams and control the possession and completely control the uh, the clock, and it seems like controls the game. I wonder if that's going to have some influence in it. Plus, Trev, you know you just mentioned this. This has got to be – just think about this. Out of all the games this week, and I haven't, I haven't got a chance to look at all the – you know, you get to end the week with a Monday night game against the Cardinals and the Rams, and the Rams are on the road, and all the conversation about how they really haven't had a big win or a good win since, what was that, week three against Tampa? Yeah. This is as good as it gets. You know, and I, and I think it Number will tell team. I think it will tell a, a huge story of if the Rams are legit or, you know what, they're, if, if the expectations are, are for them to win a Super Bowl, maybe we got to lower our expectations if, if they can't go handle business against the Cardinals. Win the game, you're right back in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Lose the game, and you're right back where you were two weeks ago. There, there's almost no middle. You either jump right back into it, hey, look, don't count out the Rams, or, oh, yep. man, it happened again. There's, just, there, there's very little middle ground there. Plus, by the way, we, I know we don't say this out loud very often, mm -hmm. Cardinals might be the best team in the league. They have the best record. I, I know that we haven't seen a lot of things from them. Their coach is relatively new, and their quarterback hasn't experienced, but there's a lot of things going on with them as well. We'll come back are, to that. Are, are a lot of people, Trav, do you think there are a lot of people right now saying, hey, pick a team out of the NFC. You ask 10 people. How many of them are going to say the Cardinals? Two or three. Not so that many. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, are we asking in Phoenix? <laughs> are we asking on the West Coast? Cause the, reason, the reason why I'm throwing up the question is they've beat the Rams. They have a really good record. Uh, they're playing good football, yet no one is overly sold that the Cardinals are the team to beat in the NFC. I, I don't think anybody. If you ask me, I'm not. I'm not saying the uh, the Cardinals. And I think part of that just has to do with you got to see it to believe it. It's one thing to do it during the regular season. It, we don't have. Hey, look at all these examples of Kyler Murray and these examples of the Cardinals in the playoffs. Remember when they had that big win in the postseason on the road? We don't have any of that. So I think there is some hesitation to how good they really are. Should you be allowed to bring an animal to a bar? That's next. Factor cap. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, guys. Hello. Uh, What's up, Emily? Not much. Up first, uh, you use AirPods so that people won't talk to you. Travis, this is Factor Cap. Well, it's an interesting question. Uh, it's fact. I'm going I'm to change it here a little bit. What did I say earlier when I get stuck in traffic? What do I do? Call people on the phone, right? And and I never call people on the phone unless I'm in the car. Um, so I don't use AirPods to dodge people to, so they don't talk to me, but I do use the phone, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. I hold the phone up to my head all the time pretending I'm on a phone call to just get in from the car into the house or I see somebody in the grocery store that I don't want to talk to very quickly. Take the phone out of the pocket, hold it up to your head like you're in the middle of something. You see me you kind of give them that, oh, hi, wave, but I, you know, I just can't. I, I, I'm on the line. I just, yeah. I do bro, that all the time. Bro, no one's buying that. No one's I don't, buying But that's it. not now, the point. Now, if you do that, now if you do that to anybody, by the way, if you did that to me, I'd be like, "You're not on the phone." I could see your phone isn't even on. Okay, but but that's the whole point. It's very, it's a way of telling you I don't want to talk to you without having to tell you I don't want to talk to you. I'm a little disappointed. (laughs) I I almost would appreciate you saying, "I would rather not talk to you." I I, I just, I'd like to. I just, I'm on the, I'm on the phone. I'm, you, you you mouth the, I'm on the call. I'm sorry. With my taxes, getting my taxes done. (laughs) Um. Okay, here's the funny thing about AirPods. If you're ever out walking or you're at the grocery store and you're on a phone call and then the phone call ends and maybe you're holding some things and then the AirPods just stay in but there's nothing going on, right? Like there's no conversation yet. The, the call is over. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is good. I don't really mind this. <laughs> People think that I'm doing something else or that I'm busy or something else is going on. I'm going to keep these things in. You just kind of – there's no conversation to be had. You're kind of in your own little world. People think that you're listening to something and you're listening to nothing. I'm like, all right, this isn't bad. I like there's it. some truth to it. I like it a lot. All right, so last night uh, I had a friend who's visiting me, and so we went out to a bar on my street, and it's kind of a dive bar. But when I get in, there's a cat. There's like a, a stray cat essentially on one of the bar stools, and I was like, "Oh, hey, cat!" But then also, I'm allergic to cats, so uh, yeah, had to had to avoid that a lot. When but, you say "Oh, hey, cat," what does the cat do? It says "Hey, back." Sup? Okay. Yep. Yep. Make <laughs> sure. All right. Animals don't belong in bars. Alan, is this factor cat? So I think there's kind of a fine. What's the place? Uh, what's Lazy Dog? That's kind of their business, right? Is that the that's the spot that you know? Obviously, you want to bring your pet, you want to bring your dog. I don't know. Are those inside as well or just outside? I'm trying to I think here know. off this the top of my head. This place was inside. I'm okay if you're out. You know, it's a it, there's a huge patio area, and you kind of know that. All right, somebody might have a dog there. There's kind of this. 
I think there's a fine line to walk because there's some restaurants that are pretty good. Like they're nice restaurants. I feel like the nicer the restaurant is, the less animals you should have around. It's a little weird when you're, you know, at an Italian restaurant. There's a, actually an Italian restaurant down in San Diego. I've been to a couple times. They make fantastic pizza, wood fire, all this. And like there I am digging into my meal and some dog that I don't know is like licking my ankle. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know what I mean, Trav? Like there needs to be, there's a there's a line. I don't know what that line is, but I think there's I certain do. restaurants you're okay with and other restaurants, it's like, no, thank you. I know what the line is. And the don't question is animals don't belong at bars. It's fact. Leave your dog at home. Leave your cat at home. Leave your therapy peacock at home. Okay? If you're blind and you need a dog to navigate, that's fine. Okay? If you have a service animal... Great. Sure. If you are just there because you can't leave Precious at home for an hour while you go grab a sandwich and a beer, go somewhere else. Go stay home. Order in. A bar, a restaurant, anywhere. It's not a place for your animal. Okay, the rest of us are not are out not to see little Fluffy curled up by your feet while the rest of us are trying to enjoy I our I think lunch. there's dog hair in my spaghetti and meatballs. Awful. Awful. Look, I like dogs. They're they're fine. Whatever. I'm not going to pretend that I'm a dog lover because I'm not. Leave the damn dog at home. Come on, okay, man. Okay, I'm going to go back to this. There's some restaurants that literally they they're built this way, right? Like they're no, that's, that's they're a little different. Inviting little different. that one is okay, if, but there's if, the if when your I say business is bring your pet. That yep. I know if I go there, I know what I'm signing up for. Yep. If I go down to to Emily's situation, I go down to the corner to grab a drink and a sandwich, and there's a cat on the bar. What the hell are Who's we doing? Who's iguana is this? Yeah, I mean, that is just completely unacceptable. That's awful. Emily, you should never go back to that place again. How many? And, oh, by the way, real quick. Yeah. Last time you back. told it's the a story about the, the going out, you mixed cocktails. How did last <laughs> night end up? Uh, I stuck with, I had a couple, like two or three beers, and then I had uh, a gin drink. So... Not yeah, how you we're, feeling? We're, we're you good? Closer. I'm you good, had the gin no, drink first, right? <laughs> uh, no, I did not. Oh, no, it sounded yeah. like it was the latter. Yeah, was yeah. The latter. <laughs> beer before okay. liquor, never sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. That's right? The yeah. Now my uh, friend, he's he's doing his own thing today. So um, why well, I'm I muscled through work, so it's great. <laughs> I, <laughs> well I love done. it, guys. We don't have well a real done. job. It's great. Well done. So uh, you, it's it's the Christmas season. You are a really good gift giver. Travis, this is Factor Cap. Unfortunately, it's Cap. I, I want to be. I, I, you know, like I have one of my children is a particularly good gift giver. Like he finds mm-hmm. really, really perfect things for each member of the family. He spends time. I don't know if he just has the gift and can find these things, but he probably actually, just gives it some thought. But I give it thought, Al. I really do. I try to mm-hmm. come up with things that people want because I, I don't like to give gift cards. I don't like to just do the same thing over and over again. And I can never come up with something that's thoughtful and meaningful. I wish I was, but I am deeply, deeply not. I this is uh, is there a is there a in between fact and cap? Because I feel like sometimes, yeah, you know what, Al, that was a freaking really good gift. That was smart. The person liked it, or maybe it was something from a family perspective. You got something, and everybody's like, "Hey, awesome! We're going to Big Bear after Christmas." So yeah, something along those lines, right? Everybody's going to spend time together. And there's other times where I could just look. The look my sister will give me or one of my sisters, I'm like, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> that was it. That was a stupid idea. The sweater you know, or you Nordstrom. Get, or you get something for like a niece and you're way off on the age. You know, this is supposed to be from like four to six years old and I got She's something that was for 17. 12 and up. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I think there's times, uh, yeah, Trav, sometimes you, you hit the fastball, other times yeah. you look like an idiot, and I, I think that happens both ways. I wish I were good at it. I am terrible. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. I'll guess appear via the Goodyear hotline. The coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, scheduled to join us next. Get ready for that big Monday night game against the Cardinals. That's coming up next on Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, as promised, we are joined by the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, joining us on Travis and Slee. Coach, good morning. How are you feeling today? Good. How are you guys doing? Outstanding. So let's start right here. Let's go back to Jacksonville very quickly before we talk about Monday Night Football. How important for you and for your football team just to get back on the right side of things, snap that little skid, and just win a game and feel good about it for the first time in a bit? Yeah, it was good. It was, um, you know, the players responded exactly how we wanted to. Um, total effort by those guys. I thought all three phases contributed, and, and that's the kind of performance that we wanted. Coach, I, I know it's 17 games. It's obviously a long grind, but um, how much different does this one feel on Monday night? Uh, not just the stakes, not just the standings, but opportunity obviously play on nationally, on nationally, uh, nationally televised game, number one. And number two, it is the Arizona Cardinals. It is a divisional game. Uh, how does it feel just to be a part of this one this upcoming uh, Monday? Yeah, it's a great opportunity. Our guys are excited. Uh, you know, we've been a part of a lot of big games around here for the last handful of years. They've done a great job this season. It's going to be a great challenge, but we're definitely excited about it. Sean McVay joining us here on Travis and Slee. And, and obviously, Sean, you know, with Alan and myself and guys that do what we do, we're looking for storylines that run through the season. And this connects to that and this connects to that. How difficult is it not to get caught up in the narratives of we're on a losing streak or we're on a winning streak or this guy played badly last weekend and just focus on the task at hand week to week? It's really not too difficult. You know, we try to be inside out as much as anything. Um, you're definitely not naive to the fact that um, a big part of why this game is so great and is the fans and, and you guys, and, and you guys have to be able to talk about those types of things. But, um, you know, we try to focus on the things that we can control, being where our feet are planted and being totally and completely present. You know, sometimes there's easier said than done, but, but uh, you know, that's something that we always harp on, and I think our guys do a really nice job with that. Coach Sean McVay taking some time to join the Travis and Sliwa show. Um, Coach, can, can you what can you take away from that loss against the Cardinals? I know it was all the way back in week four. Is there a lot you can take away from it? And I'm only asking the question because it's been a while since that game was played. Obviously, you've played a, a number of different opponents since then. How do you kind of look back at that game but also know that you're not the same team that you were back then? Uh, I think just like you said, you know, I think you acknowledge the things that, you know, we had talked about going into that game that we didn't do and we didn't execute or some of the situations that maybe we could have put our players in as coaches that would have given them a better chance for success. But certainly look at that. You know that there has been some changes and there's been a lot of time in between, but they have a lot of continuity, you know, still same systems, uh, you know, offensively, defensively, special teams. So there's a lot to be taken from it while also knowing that there's a lot of stuff that's taking place in the meantime. And, uh, a lot of those key things for us to be able to go be successful are going to remain the same, though. Sean, take me through the process of, of putting together a game plan and then when the game itself actually starts to unfold and maybe going away from that plan or deciding, you know, we're going to stick with this, this works, that uh, you, have, you have one thing in mind, the game starts, maybe it's working and you continue to do it, but what if it's not working and you need to go to plan B? How do you decide when the right time to do that is? Yeah, I think in a lot of instances it's a feel. Sometimes the score dictates, uh, you know, when that, you know, that change is made, whether that's you're playing with a lead or you're playing from behind. So 
there's a lot of layers to it, but, you know, we try to incrementally put the game plan in just based on the different situations and circumstances that typically arise throughout the course of a game. But I think that agility and that adaptability is something that good teams do, good coaches do. And um, there's been some instances where I certainly know I could have been better for our team this year. And, and then there's been some times where it's worked out for us. Coach, just kind of stick on that for a second. Last week, Sony Michelle has you know, a, a great game, uh, rushes for over 120 yards, gets over 20 carries. How much can last week's performance influence how you use him on Monday or just the running game in general, how much that uh, becomes more of the attack? It, can you take from what you did in one game versus one opponent and say, okay, well, that worked, 100% I'm going to apply it to the next one, or is, is every week the, the cards get reshuffled? Yeah, I think there's, uh, you know, there's definitely every week is a new week, but you can certainly build on some things that you had previously had success on. Uh, you know, to say you're going to copy and paste the same game plan wouldn't necessarily be accurate, but there's definitely uh, an element of, all right, hey, these are something that these are things that our players are really good at. This is the identity. Let's hang our hat on that and give them confidence that no matter what look they're able to, uh, you know, to see defensively, they feel comfortable to be able to execute it. But I think Sony did an outstanding job, and it's definitely something that we can build upon leaning on him and uh, was really pleased with his effort. Sean McVay joining us here on Travis and Slee. Uh, Coach, give me your thoughts on Odell Beckham Jr. and Vaughn Miller since joining the team and where they are now and where you would expect them to be by the time you get towards the end of the season. Yeah, both those guys have been uh, you know, real joys to be around. Obviously, they have great resumes. Uh, a lot of success in their in their background and, and the things that they've done. You know, I think when you look at getting Vaughn in here, uh, came in with a little bit of an ankle injury, did a great job attacking his rehab, and, and since he's been playing for the last three games, uh, been really pleased with Vaughn. He's got a, a great way about himself. He's a pro's pro. He's got a smile on his face every single day um, and, and love being around him. And really a lot of the same for Odell. Uh, came in in the middle of a week, and for him to be able to even play against the 49ers on that Monday night is an incredible uh, reflection of how intelligent he is and, and for him to be able to pick up a couple things quickly. Uh, love being around Odell. Both these guys are the epitome of pros. They bring uh, a professional uh, approach every single day, but they also bring a swagger and a confidence that makes everybody around them better, and I love both those guys. Coach, final one, and again, we appreciate you joining the show um, just your thoughts. How, how do you feel right now? How, how do you feel the position that the Rams are in? I, I know the record says one thing. It, it's eight and four. Um, you got some great matchups coming up here to kind of finish off the season. H how do you feel of where the team is positioned, and, and how do you feel about the rest of the way? I feel good. You know, I mean, I mean we. Uh, I think last week was a great reflection of the resilience and the mental toughness that our group has. We had a couple of previous weeks that, that were difficult and challenging, but guys stayed the course, and so. Want to be able to build on that. I think, uh, you know, the goal is always to play your best ball in the month of December, especially if you've done enough stuff up to that point to be relevant. We're in that position. We're playing the team with the best record in the NFL this week, and as a competitor, you can't help but get excited about that. Head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay. Sean, appreciate you coming on with us. Thanks Thank a bunch. Thank you, Coach. All right, thanks, guys. You got it. Yeah, th that that's a really good question now. I, I like that a lot. That, that idea, you know, how, how do you feel? Because, you know, you and I, and it's one of the questions that I asked him at the beginning, like, you know, we're looking for through lines. This connects to that, and because this happened, then that's going to happen. Because this didn't happen, that means this isn't going to happen. And and we, we're trying to connect all the pieces together, and we're looking forward. And, and you ask me, I feel good about this. I feel good about what's coming next because you're right. There are some big games on the horizon, none bigger than what's coming up on Monday. And just, you know, where? how do you feel about it? Because we're, we're living and dying with these games. How does it feel to be inside the bubble? 
And that, listen, is he going to you know probably sit back and say, I feel terrible? You know, obviously I know that's not going to happen. But I, I think the question of they do have a lot in their – they have control of a lot left through the For season. For sure. So I, I think there's – if you are in a position now where, I don't know, maybe you're one of these teams in the AFC and you're 7-5 and five or you're 6-6 six and six and you have no idea. You, you might be in the playoffs, you might not be. They're not in that spot. That There's only no. a few teams still in front of them. You know, obviously it's Arizona, it's Green Bay, it's Tampa and Dallas. Uh, and Dallas actually has the same record of them. But they get another matchup against, you know, the Cardinals. They're going to go up against – big-time opponents that you think will kind of prep them for the playoffs. So there's some curiosity on that. No, they win on Monday night. And the, changes, conversation the whole conversation changes. on Tuesday morning is totally different. You're 100% and, and, right. And, and, and look, if they lose on Monday night, we're, ha- we're like, yep, there we go again. It, it's it, This is what makes the NFL so much fun. It's what makes it so interesting is, you know, the Lakers or the Dodgers, they more or less play every day. Right, so you can't put too much in any one of these yeah. games because there's another one coming in a day or two. In the NFL, we got to wait a week for these things, and we just stack these things. Okay, this one happened in well, what happened a month ago? It just it, it has a totally different feeling. It's totally listen. Like I'm that. just I'm glad I didn't get another. If I got one more, then I was going to start getting into how important are these next three games for the Lakers, coach? Just <laughs> do me. I need your help here. We got Memphis coming up. We got. I was ready to go start just kind of shifting towards the Lakers. <laughs> ESPN Radio. 